I, I had a fantastic time last week at Bridge Horwich sharing vision there. And I know that you had a fantastic time here with John Andrews because I listened it during the week. If you've not listened it already, get it on YouTube. And that whole heart of what he was saying. I could take an offering just after this. His words were to the effect of, it's not about how many. It's about how well. It's not just about what we get out of it. It's about others. And it's not just about today. It's about tomorrow. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for every single individual here, every family represented. I thank you for those who are watching online. And I pray this moment of this day, we would first and foremost acknowledge you in our lives, God. If we'd ask the question, where would we be without you? Many of us would have different stories and different epitaphs to our life. But God, we choose once more to get our eyes fixed on you, the author and perfecter of our faith, and say, God, may we continue to mutually encourage each other as Christians. Amen. Amen. If you are new to us this morning, a very, very warm welcome. Do you know, I don't know if you've ever been to a, a humanist funeral. Has anyone ever attended one of those? I was at one a couple of, well, not about a week ago, and I was so angry because there was no hope in it. It was almost like the words were the effect of we're energy, your energy, and the person is still here. And there was no sense of where that person had gone and what that person had lived in their lives. And I want to say everything I share today is a passion for my Jesus and your Jesus. Everything. Do you know, this is my 12th year of leading Bridge Church, 11th year standing here before you. I've been ministering here in different elements of church life for 30 years. And before that, over in Berry as children's leader and youth leader. So I've been around quite a lot or a long time. Not as long as some of those I'm seeing in front of me. John found that funny because he thinks he's a bit older than me. Do you know in that time I've officiated and married many, many beautiful couples. I prayed over multitude of babies. We're expecting to in our own family. Did you hear about that? I can hear you all yawning. Helena and my Lauren expecting shortly, well, May-ish, other young people added to our family and of course I've taken many many funeral services the most recent one on the 4th of January where I said goodbye to a good mate of mine and ours Alan Trinder who's now promoted to heaven many of you as I said those words can represent your own families and all the loved ones that you've lost over that period of time do you know what church it's an absolute honour for me to serve you well it is most of the time some of the time it's a bit more difficult because quite rightly family have opinions and those opinions are shared with me. But next year, 2025, we will share together a celebration of being established 100 years as Bridge Church. That is absolutely amazing. I know we've got, yeah, I know we've got individuals just helping us behind the scenes to get some of that history together so we can share it and celebrate it with you. Do you know, in my time and in our time, there have been answers to prayers. There's people helped and people healed. 
and we have continued, as, as Nancy said, to act only on God's voice. My title today is What's New? And the minute I say that, I'm going to contradict myself by saying words from Ecclesiastes 1.9. And it says this, What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. In other words, there's nothing new that we're going to face today that God isn't aware of. Nothing that is new to humanity. It reminds us that uh, an attempt to do things on our own is futile. Do you know what? If you go alone, it rarely works out. Going alone is a lonely experience. We need each other. And you know, everything I'm going to share today is about each other. We need each other to achieve our goals in Bolton and in Horwich. The vision that God has set before us isn't just for today, it's ongoing. It's a biblical principle and it's the grace given to us as local church. And it requires us all to have a kingdom mindset, to look beyond the temporary. Think about your world, the temporary, what you're worrying about. God asks us to look beyond that and aim towards that. I've shared from this platform many years ago the scripture from Isaiah 43, 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Do you know the whole of January has been about move your body. Some of you need to move your body a bit more. Not looking at anyone in particular. But you need to move your body. In other words, I need you, you need me, and we need each other. It's a fact. Our vision statement that Natalie shared, I know some of you will say, I'm sick and tired of hearing it, Cookie. I've heard it 100 times. Well, let me tell you the 101st time. We are a light on the hill transforming our communities one person at a time. Church, there's nothing new under the sun. That is not just a catchy, catchy slogan, something that we frequently share just because it's a good thing to say. It's the heartbeat of the Bridge Church. It should follow us on our day-to-days. It should interrupt our slumber. It should remind us that Jesus is at work every moment of every day throughout our lives. It awakes us in the morning. It follows us throughout our day and leads us to interact with others. The God opportunities. Vision. Jesus in action. People said to me, we've no vision. Do you know the people who say that really means that they have no vision. They can only see the temporary, the rust that will fade away, the here today and gone tomorrow. God's kingdom isn't of this earth. It's eternal and it's permanent. And God's vision is always about individuals. Lives touched, lives restored, lives surrendered to him. Not monuments, not idols, not things that are built for everyone to go, wow. But it's shared through every interaction that we have on our daily walk. In today's service, you might have seen the start, which we purposely put on the worship of our young people on camps, children and youth. And then our worship here. And when we went through COVID, stood in a field with Lee and the other band members just there doing what they could to serve us during those times when we were locked up at home. 
And you know, vision is like that. We can do what we can do when we can do it. Psalm 100 says this, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Have you done that today? Are you so thankful today for being in this place and his courts with praise? Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Do you know that little vision that we had there of the worship? Some of us won't be there because we're not young. We're not working by helping at those events. But I'm telling you, they're going on weekly. We've got our next camp coming up in two weeks' time. That seems to come round really quickly. I saw Natalie and Georgia in our offices yesterday, just preparing the services, preparing all that we need to take. That's the way it works behind the scenes. A scripture on my heart that's been read out already, and I believe is a scripture that's going to take us through 2024, is found in John 4 and 23. Ask yourselves what sort of worshipper you are. That scripture says this, yet a time is coming and now come when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they're the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. Ask yourself, what is true worship? It's raw and it's real. It's the sort of worship that takes us to a new place and it touches us deep inside. The heart and the spirit of a true worshipper that's pleasing to God. You'll have heard this scripture if you've been around church at any time. Psalm 29, to ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendour of his holiness. For me and for us here at the Bridge Church, it's absolutely key as we face our new year and vision together. Now I know you're going to do the maths on this, but two years before I was born in 1963, are you all working out how old I am? Martin Luther King Jr. made a historic speech titled, I Have a Dream. Just five years later after he shared this famous speech, he would be assassinated at the age of 39 years young. Martin Luther organised and led marches for blacks' rights to vote, desegregation, labour rights and other basic civil rights he fought. Part of his famous speech goes like this. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the colour of their skin, but by the content of their character. You know, these words amongst other galvanised a country, galvanised a community, changed history. Similarly and profoundly, Jesus had one mission. Do you know, don't be blasé when you hear the name Jesus. Don't just say, oh, that's the Jesus we sing about, then we go home. Jesus came with a mission. He walked this earth until 33 years of age. He picked up his own cross. Picture it. It's not just for Easter, it's for every single day. His mission picked up his cross. Flailing, someone came alongside him and picked it up with him. He went to Calvary. He was flung on that cross for our iniquities, our sins, proclaiming to everyone who calls on his name of the Lord will be saved. Three days later, we know the story, but the truth is he rose from the dead, ascending to heaven. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Church, Listen my words now. I have a dream, a vision that keeps me awake, 
forms my day-to-day, leads my day-to-day, challenges my thinking and sacrifice for others. Listen what it is. I have a dream that every young person we interact with will be heard and listened to. And guess what? That goes for every single generation that's here at the Bridge Church. That they will be heard. That every person we interact interact with will be loved unconditionally and without prejudice. That we will continue to build and create spaces that accommodate and support family and community. That we show kindness. I have a dream that we take hold of all that God has got for us. That we would definitely always give our 100% to achieve and live in unity. Backbiting is for a world out there. Dog eat dog is for a world out there. The world that I want to live in, in here, would be known for Jesus centrally. It would be known for Jesus' spirit moving. Ask yourselves about the conversations you have over dinner. Ask yourselves how you talk about other people in our family here at the Bridge Church. When I say this vision takes home over my life, and I'm not joking, I've heard of a new word called an algorithm. Does anyone know what that is? Put it on a postcard. It means this, if you're on Instagram or the like, if you like something, that particular uh, way of putting your message, uh, let me think about I'm gonna say this. When you, when you like something, I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack a bit. When I like something, it's usually about someone's going through some tough times. It's a family who've got a young person who's disabled, but they, they see the fight of this young person. And I like it, I might put a few notes of encouragement on it. It could be someone going through cancer, it could be anything. And I've noticed this, the more that I like, the more that things pop up. And then I'm thinking, right, I'm going to definitely like this. It'll take me moments to like. And then I put a bit of a message on. And guess what? More and more come up. And I'm thinking, wow. Because that's how it is. There's loads of need. But guess what I do? I spend a bit of time and I continue to like. I continue to encourage. I feel I've got a wider family. I've never met these individuals, the carers, the parents, or the young people going through massive challenges. But I do feel I can give a word of encouragement. Do you know, that is a bit what it's like in church life. Recently, I was slightly uncomfortable when Georgia, one of our ministers here, reminded us during her ministry that God's kingdom is going to happen with or without me. It doesn't depend on me. I'm not the be all and end all. I thought, calm down now, Georgia. Where are you? (laughs) Bit feisty, that. But it's so true. God's words, God's kingdom never goes void and will always accomplish what it started out to do. God is a restorer of our souls. Our God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Shalom, our peace. And as I say those words, God's spirit moves amongst us once more. Our God God makes a way when there's no way. His love is relentless. His passion is 100%. His compassion never fails and never ends. We are not here for our own devices, not here to accomplish man's wishes and wants, not here to have our names in lights. Look at what we've done. Look at what the bridge has done. No, we're here to fulfill God's kingdom and his kingdom come. And guess what? I want God to lead us and I want us to rely on him. What about you? Do you know when I said the words, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Natalie did preface me getting up by saying, she knows me. I've known Natalie before she was born. Well, after she was born. Known her forever. 
because I've been around a long while. If I decide to walk away, then God will still accomplish what God has set out for in our world. I much more prefer to continue to do what God has asked me and I much more prefer to do it with you, every one of you here, every one of us who are online, everyone who's going to be the second service with us. I want us to continue to mutually encourage each other. There's nothing new under the sun. Our vision is daily. Our mandate is from God. Do you know when I had that still small voice to build Bridge Coffee Shop that we see that's attached to this building, to be a community without walls? Those sort of words from God are easy to say but hard to fulfil. Costs a lot of money. But you know what we do when we create spaces, we create opportunities for God to speak. I'm going to share a few stories shortly about how God has just been working in the last couple of weeks. But we build with vision so God, by his sovereignty, can move. NASA's going to help us after I've shared and after we had a bit of worship and lead us into talking around the Life Centre and helping people to go and have a look at it after today's meeting. Do you know, just to talk about the Life Centre, we've done it back to front. If you see the building out there, you look at it and think, what's going on there? We're giving all our monies into it and it seems like there's nothing happening. Well, we've done it from the inside out so we can continue to use the building, which is a fantastic thing to do, apart from it's an eyesore. I do not like the outside of our building. And we need to crack on. And there's a a point to me saying that and thinking, well, we don't always give to the outside of buildings. We give to the inside, the life of it. But I'm saying, see the vision. So we've done the auditorium. We've building other rooms in there. We've got the baby basics that have gone upstairs. You'll see it when you go over shortly. To finalise the next part and the final part, we need 320,000 plus VAT. I don't like the plus VAT bit. If anyone can help us with that. Come and have a chat. Some years ago, God really quickened me, as well as doing the coffee shop and building life centres, to purchase a property. And if you've been here any length of time, that property is just on the edge opposite Tesco. Gary's just here. And it used to be a pub. And many, many years ago, two individuals, Sue Stokes and Paul Galloway, stood in the ruins of that pub and had prophetic words to say, we were going to buy that building well many years later we did purchase it now I want to hear and I want your prayers for this so I'm mulling over what's in our hands and we could sell that house now in that house we house our some of our baby basic stuff we have counselling going on in there we, we meet in there we do a lot of different things that happen in that house we have life groups in there I think Paul Murphy you used to meet in there you meet in the church now with his group but in the midst of that, so we bought that for, well, we could sell it for 260000 approximately. We'd make 120000 profit. So just on the sense of a business, that was a good thing to do. But then God's always given me this heart for the word refuge. So in the midst of that, in the last few weeks, I've uh, been meeting with a, a charity called Green Pastures and they buy properties and they house homeless people in those properties. That's an option. We could do that. 
And in the midst of that, think about this, I was meeting them in the coffee shop and someone came and tapped me on the shoulder. They said, can I have a chat? I said, you can have a chat. So we had a chat. They said, we hold, this is totally independent, but it could be a God moment. They said, they said to me, we home refugees. The name refuge is in that, isn't it? And we would like to lease your property. We would still own it, but we would lease it and, we would, and they would give us a certain amount of money per month. Now that might be an option to do that and lease it out and still own the property. We could do it ourselves. But I'm saying it to you because pray, asking you, what's God saying to you, quickening to you? Because unless we own it together, then what happens is it's just something else that's happening over there. But we're a community who I've said we need each other. So we're making no decision right away. We're waiting on God. And if I'm honest, I've not got clarity and I will not move unless God gives me that clarity in what we're going to do with that building. That could be the easy fix to do what we need to do and the life centre. But in God's kingdom, there's no easy fix. And you know what God said to me? The answer is in our hands. It's already here. I absolutely love one of my heroes of faith and what she said. And it's not because she's got boom in her surname. But Corrie Tem Boom said these things about prayer. The wonderful thing about praying is that you leave a world of not being able to do something and enter God's realm where anything and everything is possible. He specialises in the impossible. Nothing is too great for his almighty power. Nothing is too small for his love. The Apostle Paul, after he's shipwrecked, imprisoned and flogged, says these words, to the weak I became weak to win the weak. They have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. The least, the hurt, the hurting, the lost, those in need of encouragement, kindness, sometimes tough love, the asking, the lonely. Picture this church, picture this. Individuals who are holding on to a life boy, a ring of hope, in their emptiness, in their sea of despair. Just perhaps, just perhaps, there's individuals that you're going to bump into that you can outstretch your hand and bring them into a place of safety. In their vast sea of nothingness, their inner cry is, God, God, if you're real, show me. If you care, help me, I'm sinking. This week, Martin Reagan texted me and he said, just wanted to encourage you about our vision today. As I was going to cross the road over to Tesco, a young Asian man approached me and said this, is this a church? I said, yes. Then he said, are you a Christian? I said, yes. Then he said, I'm a homeless. Can you pray for me? I prayed for him for a door to open in Jesus' name. At that point, he started to cry. I had my hand on his shoulder the light on the hill is drawing one person at a time. The need is massive and we are standing with you that is met this weekend in Jesus' name. Do you know what? Just outside our doors, there's a significance with the young Asian man because we're in an Asian community here. And that takes a lot for someone in that community to come and say to a Christian, are you a Christian? Can you see that? Can you see the, the, the imagery of that and the truth to that? Stories that we will share are 
not going to be shared here. They're unseen. I've got permission to share the next story about this beautiful couple. They're going to remain anonymous. But again, please see and hear the heart behind it. So picture it, just a few weeks ago in the freezing dark, it was one of those dark afternoons where the snow was falling, there was ice on the floor. The buzzer goes in the church offices and if you know how the buzzer goes, you press the button and then you get a video image of the person. I'm sat at my desk. Martin, oh no, it's Peter actually. Peter answers the buzzer. Can I help? My wife needs help, was the cry. The person's voice was desperate. I shout as Pete goes out, I'm available. Now listen, I wasn't really available, I was busy. But you know what? I can either talk the talk or I can live the vision. And I checked myself and chastised myself, no, I am available. Because that is what I believe. And that is the God that works in me. Do you ever chastise yourself when you say, no, I'm not available? You are available. Try it. It works. Moments later, literally moments later, I'm sat with two beautiful people in our office space who are desperate to break their habits, their cycle of addiction. They're crying out to God for help. Vision. Vision. I'm telling you what vision is. It's been available. I said these words, what, you, what brought you to our door today? What brought you to church? We don't know. We just cried out. We didn't know where to turn and where to go. And we're desperate. And we found ourselves on your car park. Church, can you see the vision? being outplayed. Church, I sat with them. I held their hands. We prayed. I reassured them. I assured them of God's love that everything is possible with God, even to break habits of a lifetime. I gave them a couple of the mugs that we give away to our welcome to our first-time people that says on the, on the cup, everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect and anything's possible. A reminder that as they have their cup of coffee in the morning or a cup of tea, that actually... Our God is the God of the impossible. I signpost them to my mate Murphy, who has a, a, an evening uh, sort of life group that happens every couple of weeks. And they start to attend that, inviting them to bridge community coffee. Can you see the vision? You don't build a coffee. You're not available. You don't have Murphy and his team doing what they're doing. None of this happens. It's vision outplayed. Bridge, if you hear nothing else that I've said today, hear that. Because it's echoed through every single area of church life and through every area that we work in. There's be some clips coming of church life behind me as I share the next, next area I want to share. I want to just spend a moment, rather than missing one out and just focusing on one, to share the fantastic departments and outreaches that we have here at Bridge Church. Our community actions. Bear with me, these are in no particular order, so breathe out. Right. So these are some of the areas that we help in. 
and we have fantastic teams, welcome teams, we have a welcome lounge, we have horse, we have hospitality, we have car park people serving us, resource preparation, baby basics, schools work, bridge torch, children, youth, youth 79, kids, youngers and olders, four to six, kids clubs, oasis, bridge coffee, cap, guild of help, Life groups, Alpha, Bridge Life, Community Mornings, English Classes, Veteran Drop-Ins, Job Clubs, Bridge Trekkers, Curry Connect, Bridge FC, Young Adults, Men's and, uh, men's and Ladies Team, Worship, Tech, Visual, Media, Church Online Streaming, Pastoral, Visitation Prayer, Stewards, Operational, Every Serving Team, Rise Dance, Volunteers, I don't know if I'm saying the same thing a few times, but I don't mind, Conferencing, Prison Ministry, Chaplaincy, and ably supported by our board of directors and our admin and finance team, not to mention our IT support. Take a bow, every single one of you. Take a bow. For any guests that are starting to consider, as we had 20 or so on our welcome night on Monday night, this doesn't happen alone. It happens together. We are Bridge family. We're all needed. Do you know, in the midst of that, can I be honest with you, the raw and real of me, I find myself in a lonely place at times. In these times, I've got to collect my thoughts. I feel that I'm saying to God, I don't know that I can continue to lead the church. I'm emotionally shot. I'm really, really tired. I go into that room, I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. I demolish arguments of every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Do you know what? Do you ever get tired and weary? Just me then. But do you know what? I come out of that room with a renewed purpose, a fire in my belly, I'm ready. I'm ready to crack on again. Unless I have God front and central in my life, I cannot do what God asked me to do. I'm ready to crack on. I need to put on the full armour of God to go to battle. Don't be fooled, Christian. The path isn't easy. The path we walk will not be free from pain and anguish. It's a path that we suffer with our loved ones and have desires that they would walk with God. But if we, like the song, God's soldiers for Christ... We are onward Christian soldiers marching us to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Do you know what? I love the imagery that I see sometimes on films depicted. And I'm going to share and show one in a second. We dig our heels in with one voice. We repel the darts of the enemy. We stand strong. We stand firm. We stand arm to arm and shoulder to shoulder. We tick up the shield of faith in which we extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. The image I'm showing you is when the Spartans have been overcome by the Persians. They are blocked in a, in a crevice on a mountainside and they, one by one, get shoulder to shoulder and put their shields in front of them. All hell looks like it's breaking forward against us. You know your own situations, you know what you've got to face. But then of one accord, it went still. Dug the heels in we can fight this fight together do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what God will is is good pleasing and perfect will do you know running the race together is a bit like the Brownlee brothers you may have heard of me you may have not but as Christians we all run a race we all desire in that race to run it well 
We want to honour Christ in our lives. We hope we finish well. We don't know when our time will end or how our time will end. But we want to do our best to follow the path that God has given us. But the truth is I've already shared that our path is not immune from difficulty. It's struggles, it's disappointments, it's ups and it's downs. It's times when we race, when we sometimes race and we're exhausted, we're flailing. We don't know whether we're able to go on. And as I was mulling over today on what I'd share, again, there was a scene of the Brownlee brothers. These are two individuals running a race in a triathlon. They're thinking about the 1.2 mile swim, then the 56 mile bike ride, and then they're going to finish with a 13.1 mile run. Jonathan, one of the brothers, is in a commanding lead with the finish line in view when suddenly heat exhaustion kicks in. His legs are like Bambi on ice. He cannot go. He's summoning the will. He's summoning the will to finish the race. He can see the finish line, but he just cannot make it. You know, the power of that is this, that Alistair, battling for second, sees his brother from the corner of his eye. He abandons his own race and he picks his brother up. Do you know the power of that is that he doesn't go over the line before his brother. He pushes his brother over with some choice words, if you actually know the clip. Because that's what brotherly love does. It sees each other picks each other up and helps them over the finish line. What about you today when you see vision? Ecclesiastes 4.9 says this, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Instead of each person watching for their own good, let's watch out for each other. We shouldn't think about our own interests and our own concerns. We should pay attention to the others who are in need and in want and show care and empathy with them. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. You know, the grind of each day, the day in, the day out. There's a saying that an old major said, a USA major, he said, Make your bed first thing in the morning. Then at least whatever day you've had, you're coming back to a made bed. There's something so true with that. Many hands make light work. I'd like to suggest to you that equally, many giving hands in the sense of finance, finance make the building projects happen a lot easier and a lot quicker. Listen, no matter what you decide to do regards your serving or your giving, it doesn't affect me because I'm going to still do it because that's what God's asked me to do. Myself and Anna will get before God and we'll give according to what God's asked us. But you know, vision, I'm acutely aware of a time like this where we want to see monuments and what we're doing because as humans, we like the visual, we like to see exactly what we're doing. Well, the vision has been outplayed. The coffee shop has been built. The life centre is being built. The house was bought. But listen, we are not coming together to a humanist funeral to say where we are just hoping, hoping that you remember me. We're saying that we're pointing 
our people and every person we interact with, from the Asian man to the couple who came to our doorstep, to every other single individual that's in our lives, that we know our Jesus came, came to this world to save a wretch like me so I could live and live life to the full by accepting him as my Lord and my Saviour. Church, you are not with me when I wake up in the morning. I'm not with you, I hope. But the truth of the matter is, what's the difference with me and you? I've still got to decide myself what I'm going to do this day. I Am I going to put my hand in Jesus' hand and let him lead me? Or am I going to listen to naysayers and just pack it all in? No, as for me and my house, we're going to serve our Lord. Vision is all about individuals. It's all about God's kingdom. You are a fantastic group of people. The second service will be a fantastic group of people. Everyone online are a fantastic group of people. But we continually to do our best to what God has given us. So we are available in our day-to-days. And every moment God asks us, we don't say we're too busy. We say, here I am, use me. Thank you, good and faithful servants.